Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. Ten, five, victory! Our number two here of our live version of the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, joined by Brian Broaddus. We've got Ruben Portillo on the board and Carter Freeman operating the video back at uh, his home. He, he's he's grinding today, all the way, all the way back at home, running the video. Uh, Truckruck.com fan text 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. We'll do a Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. If you're a listener of Love of the Star, uh, you know that reference uh, to our, our probably most loyal listener, Dean Julia. Uh, and so if you guys want to drop in your draft questions here for uh, Broadus and and tap into his knowledge and have me uh, stumble through my own explanations, we can do that. So drop us your questions on the YouTube, the Twitch, on the text line, and we'll get those questions answered for you. Brian, what do you think is the biggest question you still have to answer for yourself before we get the draft going? Is it sorting those receivers out, those smaller receivers? Yeah, I think the, you know, because the possibility of, you know, Dallas looking maybe not in the first round, but where are you rounds two, three, and four with these receivers? You know, and, you know, we've, this time last year, we were talking very highly about a, you know, Jalen Tolbert, you know, coming mm-hmm. out of South Alabama. And, you know, and, I, you know, I, I think that was a little bit, I think that was a little bit of shock there for the Cowboys that he got there well that he got there but that he struggled the way he did oh oh yeah yeah and so you're kind of wondering okay well who's the guy that who's the guy that you're going to take in this draft if you take in the third fourth round that's going to be kind of a plug and play guy or come in and not have those problems I think that when you look at the fact that they need a prototypical X receiver and we talked about it last episode or last hour, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, with Dane Brugler. And he threw out two names there that I think make a lot of sense for them in on day two. And that's Cedric Tillman from Tennessee and Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. But see, that's what I think. I think that's where we are right now. Those are like the two biggest receivers mm-hmm. in the draft. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and I like Tillman more than Mingo, personally. Yeah, I, I have Till, uh, Tillman as my... Uh, Tillman's my 63rd best player on my board. And then Mingo is uh, behind, well behind him. Where do I have Mingo on my board here? Have him... Uh, where did I have him? You didn't even grade him. No, You're I just gra- like no, you just forget I, Jonathan I, I, Mingo. I graded him. I just don't. Is that Barkevius's brother? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> did you ever uh, read David Hellman's LSU article on Barkevius Mingo? I, did. I absolutely did. Yeah, uh, I have him at ninety-one. Is what I have Mingo at. So significantly behind Tillman. Would you be? Yeah. Would you be happy? So if you were to get Cedric Tillman in the third round, are you happy with that value? I think so. I think so. I. I mean, I. To me, I'm. 
I'm more of a I'm a more of a big body receiver is what I'm trying to find here. So I'm kind of in that in that mode right now where you know if if you if you say, Tillman to me when you watch him play, he's everybody, everybody talks about Hyatt, but the thing with Mingo is, or Tillman uh, Tillman excuse me, he man that guy makes a lot of plays and I'm talking about like the dirty the dirty plays he will when you talk last inside, year inside the inside stuff what what did you say last year about the Cowboys receiving core the biggest issue with them. There was it's, nobody to attack the football. Nobody attacking the ball. Cedric Tillman will attack. That that yeah. is a my ball mentality kind yeah. of guy. I mean, it, there's he. I I said this in my notes. He reminds me very much of those receivers that the Chargers played with. You know, those big body, the Keenan Allen, those those guys that are the six two, six three. They yep. run inside. They catch every ball. I mean, he he is. He has got that kind of ability to break tackles when he catches the ball. I, but I, yeah, I, I the thing I worry about though, Bobby, is that if you're if you're if you're settling in on okay, we're gonna try and draft one of these big receivers, you might have to go a little bit earlier than what you thought because there's just not that many in this draft. You know who I think uh, there there are two names that pop up. And they're both so old. I'm I'm getting old, Brian. I'm seeing starting to see gray hairs in the beard here, and it's go. starting to show up in my scouting reports. Just when I see players and I start trying to compare them, when I see Cedric Tillman, you know the first two guys that pop into my mind. Who's that? Anquan Bolden. Oh, who's not that old? No, but the other one is really old. Uh, Marty Booker. Marty Booker from the Bears. Yeah, back in the you day. remember Marty? I do. Marty Booker is who he reminds me, and I know that's such a random comparison. But I even went back and I was after I thought that I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch some stuff of Booker, and I watched. It, I was like, yeah, that's who he reminds me of. That's who he plays. I'll like. tell you what, with Anquan Bolden, I'll never forget this because I was sitting in a draft room uh, with uh, Walter Juleth, longtime mm-hmm. Cowboys scout, later left to go work with the Vegas Raiders, yep. and uh, you know Walter's out of the league now. But I mean, he, Walter. Walter goes all the way back to like 1988. That's that's how he. Uh, that's how long he. Was, you know, he came with the Cowboys in the Tom Landry administration, and Walter with, with Anquan Bolden was like we were talking about him. I think he went to school at Florida State, if I'm correct yep, about yep. that. And Walter's like, yes, yeah, you guys could. You know, you guys could put him on the board anywhere you want because everybody was complaining about the lack of speed that he had. Yeah, because he was like a four seven guy. Yeah, everybody was talking about this guy can't run, this guy can't do this, this guy can't do that. And I'll never forget Julef looking at everybody in that room and says, "You SOBs can put him wherever you want. He's going to have the best career. I don't want to hear any more about him not running, not doing this, not doing that because he will have a long career in this league." And everybody's like, "Yeah, sure, boy, the guy can't run." And Walter was right about him. He did. He had a very long, productive career. So the comparisons of him and Marty Booker and those guys like that, I could absolutely see what you're talking about. All right, let's go to a couple questions from our uh, Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag uh, via the fan text here. Uh, first question from uh, your buddy, uh, Kenny and Quinlan, everybody's bro- buddy. Yeah, everybody. uh, he's listening this morning. He's uh, He says, great show today as always. Thank question, you. what three positions do the Cowboys need to address in this draft? And then he says rock and roll. You know, he loves that rock and roll tequila. He does love the rock and roll tequila. You got to figure about the guard, right? You do. If, if, if you are planning on Tyler Smith being a tackle, you need a guard. You need to think about the guard. You need to think about potentially what are you going to do uh, inside. I mean, you've got, you've got the one technique with Hankins 
Do you want to add another piece? Do you think it maybe Bohannon's going to be the a, a guy? I mean, you're looking at defensive tackle. I think you're, we talked about it earlier with Sanders. You're looking at linebacker uh, with uh, the Cowboys here. Uh, you know, we've talked about, about tight, tight end, end and receiver, tight end receiver as well, and running back. I, I think running back. Yeah, to me, you got to you got to feel you got to look at what's you know, what is going to be. Who is going to be the guy that's you know Jones could be that guy who they signed could be the backup guy who who is the guy that if you don't do anything with Pollard as far as long term who is going to be the starting running back here next year you know and that's what I want to get into I should have asked this question with Dane Brugler about the running backs and you know which one of these guys Spears from Tulane Bigsby from Auburn uh, you know Roshan Johnson from Texas. You know, who, who is, you know, who, who would that guy, if you don't, if you don't take somebody in, you know, the first couple of rounds, who is that running back at maybe three, four and five that you might want to maybe think about? Yeah. I mean, the guy that I like a lot in the third round personally at, at running back when, and the guy they think they like a lot, Kendra Miller at TCU is a guy that you just, you've heard so much chatter about uh, with them. Uh, over the over the last several months, I, I think what was it all the way back in November? I think that was the first time I told you like, hey, I think there's some Kendra Miller fascination yeah. here in Dallas, and so that's a guy that I think they've had a, a lot of interest in. They had a two day meeting with him, a local visit. Uh, they did a private workout with him. They were at his pro day. I think they met with him at the combine. So there's been a lot of interest there. On the running backs topic, question from eight one seven here, Brian. What separates Jameer Gibbs from Alabama and Bijan Robinson from Texas? Who I know you like Jameer Gibbs a lot. But I do. You I do, do have, you do have Robinson a little ahead of him. So, so what is it that separates them and and puts Robinson ahead of him for you? For me, uh, I I do have questions about the long term sustainability of Jameer Gibbs running between the tackles. He is a smaller guy, and I think that some of that shows up on tape at times. Yeah, I've I've actually Robinson would be number three player on my board, and Gibbs would be sixteen on my board right there of the of the guys I have. I have a first round grade on. I I think the thing with maybe with Gibbs, you don't uh, the the elusiveness with him with Robinson. You see that make one miss, make two miss, make three miss. Now you're you know that kind of thing. I think I think with Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. What there, I see is some, Gibbs only makes people miss in the open field. In the open field, yeah. That that's where, and I, I think that to me, that's where, you know, you you see him. He's got quick feet, and he does have some shiftiness in the way he mm-hmm. played with the burst. He's got that extra gear, and you're right. When he gets in the open field, you see an extra gear. Yep. To separate, so I I think the power is very similar to the two, but if you said. If you said, wait, which one of these guys do you think could catch the ball better? Might be Gibbs. Oh, yeah, I think it is Gibbs. But for sure. but, but as far as making guys like the one, two, three guys miss, I think it's a little bit more of that. I think that's a little bit more of that with Robinson as opposed to. Well, I, I don't think there's anything Rob. I think Robinson does everything well. Yeah, like everything you would ask a running back to. He is a complete back. That was what. That was one of the things they always said about Zeke when Zeke was coming yeah. out. Was there Zeke was a complete back. He could do anything. He could catch the ball. Right. He could pass protect. He could run. He there everything about him worked out. If you could pick a Bijan Robinson at 26, that would obviously be huge. Two one four text in, and uh, we'll hit this one really quick before we go to break. And uh, welcome Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl, Brian. Baylor defensive tackle Siaki Ika 
Is that a uh, second round pick that you would be interested in? That is a trash can full of dirt that I that I know you yeah, love. I know, and and with Ika, I, I've got like I say, I've got Ika in the third. I've got him as my seventy third best player. Is that is that when you talk about picking at the back end of a round, would you feel okay picking him at the back end of the second with Dallas's pick? I think because you're not going to get back around to him. Yeah, I, I think that's what you almost have to go. Almost have to go around early on some of these guys, yep. but and and. Ika is a guy I started off, I, I really, really liked what I saw from him. He's 6'3", he's 335. Just brute power strength for the position. The, the speed and quickness, though, is also there. But uh, playing on the move, I think is you see some some really quality things. Super active in the way he gets down the line and to the outside. He competes. I, I really think... That's something that uh, you know you got to really like about. He could be a hard guy to handle one on one, almost like a sumo wrestler in the way that he kind of just you know he uses that power and then disengages his guy. But I, I've got I've got others ahead of him in that second round when you start to talk about Mozzie Smith, Benton, and then Dexter from Keanu B- Benton from uh, yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and Dexter from Florida. Yeah, would be my guys. Coming up next, we will talk with Jim Nagy, the director of the Senior Bowl. A lot of really interesting Senior Bowl prospects that could be on the radar for the Cowboys as they head towards the draft and the 26th pick. We'll get his thoughts on those players next here on this live edition of the Love of the Star podcast on 105.3 The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, before we go any further, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. You know, Brian and I have told you guys how much we enjoy the photos you guys have been sharing with us. You guys have been enjoying Boomer Jacks just as much as we have, I know, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they have great deals for you the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. That is the coldest beer in the Metroplex or anywhere else. But it's just a wonderful atmosphere for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for happy hour with the coworkers, Boomer Jacks is the spot. Looking for a, a nice family dinner, Boomer Jacks the spot as well. If you're just looking for somewhere to go watch the game with your buddies, you're gonna, you already know what I'm going to say. It's going to be Boomer Jacks. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Coming up next segment, we are going to be running through a mock draft simulation. So we've got the mock draft machine up here from the Draft Network. And we're going to just, we're going to play the thing up. We're, we're, we're going to take some, we're, we're, we're going to have the simulation go through, pick one all the way up to 26. And then Brian and I will we'll have to decide at certain points. Do we want to go move up? Do we want to stand pat? Do we want to maybe trade back a little bit? So we'll go through that simulation next segment and uh, do our best to get B. John Robinson in a Cowboys uniform. You, you all for that, Brian? Oh, you know me. I'm always for that, but I don't know if everyone else is for that. Well, you know, let's just say, I, and, and we're about to be joined by Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl. Before we do that, I, I got to ask you, uh, you even though B. John Robinson is your third overall player, yeah. you would not trade up for him, right? Well, with the way you would that, just stand and let I, it. Play I would out. stand and let it play. I really would. I'd stand and let this thing play, and then you know, see if because the, there's a possibility. 
there's a possibility that he, you know, could get there. I, I mentioned you're going to have to walk the minefield, but there's the, the the reason I think I would stay is because of the depth of the running back is why I would stay. We are joined now by the Reese's Senior Bowl Executive Director, Jim Nagy, one of the absolute best social media follows this time of year. Uh, joining us here on Love the Star with myself, Bobby Belt, and Brian Broaddus. Jim, how are you doing today, man? Bobby, I'm doing great. Brian, how are you, man? Doing well, man. You've got to throw in there multiple Super Bowl winning scouts. Yes, he is too. that. He, yeah. he he is absolutely that. He's he's got a, a few rings there. In fact, we were we were figuring it out before the uh, before the show. Jim, you were a PR intern in Green Bay in 1996. I I was. That, that was uh, Brian. Brian will tell you. Brian yeah. will tell you, man. When I was when I was coming out of college, um, there weren't scouting internships there was no. no like foot in the door there was no foot in the door in a, in a scouting department yeah. so uh i did my research and I, I found out that was the way in so yeah i i uh, did it the old-fashioned way i sent resumes and cover letters to all 32 teams and um thank god the packers were the only team that called and i i ended up there for a, a pretty magical year but uh yeah that seems like a lifetime ago it, it, yeah it does I, I every i every time i think about when they says like you know winning a super bowl and all that i'm like you know, it was one of those times where I look like the the highlights. It wasn't even like you know the HD TV and stuff. Now it's like you know it's like this grainy bad video and stuff. But uh, Jim, hey, great job as always on the Senior Bowl. The the talent that you and your staff put together there. As as you're following the song, and I know you talk to a lot of scouts and a lot of personnel directors, general managers, and stuff like that. What's their biggest concern going into this draft right now? You know, I, I would just say the biggest thing is the lack of like talent up top. Um, you know, I think there's there, there's you know the the pretty much the prevailing feeling in the league right now is that outside of the you know you take the quarterbacks out of the equation, like how many real blue chip players are there at, at, at other positions? Uh, but there's good depth. You know, there is good depth. I think you know I, the sweet spot for this draft is like rounds rounds three through five. Um, I think you can, I mean, the tight end position, the running back position, um, there's some, you know, offensive lines shaped up to be a better, better class than, than what people thought maybe coming into the fall, um, that, that group's really shaped up, but yeah, just, you know, if, if, if you're looking, you know, those teams drafting up high, especially you got teams like Seattle with a couple first round picks, those teams with two ones, um, there's just there's not a lot of you know blue chip talent like cornerstone franchise talent in this year's draft. When you say the sweet spot is rounds three through five, I remember we uh, we were saying similar things last year too. Do you think that this is just going to be the case for the next couple of years, just with these these COVID seniors, these super seniors who are hanging around for a while? That that extra year of eligibility is just going to cause for some some really deep classes. It, you know, it certainly has. I mean, we've seen that. So, you know, I just you just bring it back to what we do at the Senior Bowl. And in the first couple of years, I was I was there. Um, we went into the fall with about 500 names on the board after doing all our work in the spring and the summer uh, on the upcoming class. And then coming out of COVID, that COVID year with the, with the extra COVID seniors, it, it swelled to about 700. Uh, you know, and, and this year those numbers were back down. I'll be curious to see where we're at this summer. Um, if those things have leveled off and then, and then also the, the, uh, NIL stuff has really helped in terms of, you know, keeping guys in school too. So that's, that's added to it a little bit. Um, but I don't know, I don't know what the reason for it's been. It just seems like a couple of down years when we're talking about, you know, that, that those, like I said, those, those blue chip players. One of the teams I know you scouted for the Seattle Seahawks and, uh, you were there at the same time that Dan Quinn was, 
Uh, and and Dan Quinn, uh, Cowboys fans have been such big fans of his. And one of the guys we're hearing that Dan Quinn is a big fan of is somebody who had a really great week with you guys down in Mobile, and that's Will McDonald, uh, the edge rusher from Iowa State. Uh, we, we've heard some some buzz there that he could be in play for the Cowboys at 26. W- give us your thumbnail scouting report, your kind of overview of, of what kind of a player Will McDonald is. Well, if he's, if he's still there at 26, he better be in play. I'll say that. I don't <laughs> – I don't think I don't think he's getting the 26, um, but you know he he's a guy that he's gained momentum through the through the process for a couple of reasons. You know, one, you know, at the Senior Bowl he played more outside linebacker, more more he did a lot more standing up than he did at Iowa State. Um, that's that's the impressive thing of what he did at Iowa State. I and mean, we're talking about a guy that's got 30 some career sacks at the college level. I mean, he, he basically played like a four eye five technique where he was really tied tight to a tackle. They never really never really let him line up wide and let him rip, you know, I mean, the guy's so athletic and bendy off the edge. Um, so just seeing him play in space and seeing him play on his feet has helped him, you know, coming out of our week, the fact that he's gained some weight um, through the process and gotten into the two forties, I think teams are seeing, okay, well, you know, we can get this guy to two fifty or wherever we need to get him. Um, but I was talking to a head coach at a pro day um, who had just been at Will's pro day the day before. And, 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 you know, he's like, Jim, he's like, you know, he's a little under bulk. Um, but he plays with such bend and such natural leverage that, that he doesn't play small. Like you don't see the guy get bounced around a ton. So, um, just in terms of high end pass rusher, um, athletic ability, six, nine high jumper coming out of high school. Uh, there's just so much there. There's so much there. There's and, and there's production on paper, um, in a scheme where he really wasn't schemed to have production. Um, so there's a lot to like, man, I'm surprised it's taken this, it's taken this full process for will to be kind of a, you know, a name first round pick and you shoot credit Mel Kuyper. I think Mel's the first one threw him up there. Mel threw him up there like number eight overall yeah. about a month, about a month ago. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets to 26, but if he is, man, he'd look good in the Dallas Cowboy helmet. Jim it's you know, we always, as we go through this, this process and, and you I mean, you guys do a great job of studying these players and putting your bone boards together very, very early. Where are the media scouts behind where the the NFL scouts are where where are they is there a player or two that you're like you know and you just mentioned McDonald but is there somebody else a couple other players that like media scouts are not on top of this guy like they should be where the NFL scouts are saying no no this guy's going to go a lot higher than where they have him um you know I'm going to steal something off Twitter this morning Brian is is uh from from Daniel Jeremiah a um, couple of the wide receivers. That's where I think the media scouts were um, were, were off a little bit. Was this year's receiver group? You know, sure. there's just there's just too too many guys in the 170s. Too many guys that are five eight, five nine. Like that's not where you want to be if you're drafting a first round wide receiver. No. Um, you know, you just that's not that's not where you want to live. And and I get it that we've had a couple. We're coming off a couple really loaded receiver classes, so we've we've had you know five, six, seven receivers go early. So maybe they're trying to force guys up there just based off the last couple of years, but they don't really fit. And, and, you know, one guy that's really climbed out of our game is Jonathan Mingo. Um, I really got it started to get a sense of that on the pro day circuit, talking to wide receivers coaches. He was the guy that, that they were really excited about. I mean, you're talking about a six two, 220 pound guy that runs in the mid four fours, um, really springy bouncy athlete uh, can get open. I mean, he, he's got all that stuff. And then, you know, there's a pretty good pedigree leaving, even Oxford right now with with guys like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, um, so he's been he's been a good riser. And then the other guy that DJ mentioned too is Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. 
Um, to me, he's, I mean, the fact that we're talking about Jalen Hyde in the first round, to me, Cedric Tillman's easily the best receiver on that football team. Um, he was our, he was our highest graded senior receiver coming into the fall. Um, I went up there to, to Knoxville to speak to the team and, and, uh, he was my first priority, um, in terms, you know, they're like, what, what guys do you want to talk to after you're done talking to the team? And, and, uh, above Hendon Hooker, above Byron Young, who's going to be probably a, a second or third round edge player. Um, it was Cedric Tillman, and he, you know, he he missed a bunch of the season because of injury, um, but he's a, he's a big receiver that can get open. He can run after the catch, and we've had a bunch of good Tennessee receivers um, in the Senior Bowl: Josh Palmer, Juwan Jennings, um, Bayless Jones. Um, I thought Cedric was going to be the next in line, and and he just couldn't make it to the game because of a foot injury. But man, he's a talented guy. So I think those are those are a couple guys right now that it, it that. Uh, you know, you see the media maybe coming around to a little bit just because there's 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 more buzz coming out of the league right now about those guys. Joined with uh, by, joined by Jim Nagy, executive director of the the Senior Bowl, one of the best All Star games you'll ever go to. The way Jim and his staff put together, it's it's a scout's dream for sure. Jimmy, uh, the when you look at these quarterbacks, and I'm not talking about Young and Stroud and Levis, and maybe not even Richardson. The Cowboys have kind of made it known that they would look at maybe one in the middle of this draft. You mentioned Hendon Hooker, probably going to go a lot higher than maybe what the Cowboys were going to, uh, are, are willing to do. How do you kind of handicap uh, the O'Connells and the Toons and guys like that? Yeah, um, there is going to be. There's going to be a run there, I think, early day three on some of these guys. I think we're going to see a little bit of a – I mean, if Hendon goes in the first, like, a, like some people are saying now, I think you're going to see you're going to see about a two two round gap. Um, I don't think you're going to see anyone really go in the second or third. I think a, a lot of teams are going to wait till that fourth fifth round area uh, where we saw like Bailey Zappi and Sam Howell come off the board last year. And you're you're looking at like Fresno's Jake Hayner, um, who I think you talk to guys in the league. There's a lot of people that think Jake's going to be going to be a starting level player in the league. He's just he's you know, whatever word you want to attach to it, moxie, what have you. I mean, the guy plays the position at a really high level. He's played a bunch of ball. I think when you look at this year's class, um, everyone's trying to, like, learn their mistakes, kind of self-scout themselves, why they missed on Brock Purdy a year ago. I mean, think about it. He's, he was Mr. Irrelevant, you know. And, and you know, and then I think what that you know, it's not a physical tools thing because Brock is pretty average in those areas. I think what where people feel like they missed the boat the most was, was the game reps um, and all the experience. So you look at, like, J.K. Hayner at Fresno, um, Clayton Toon at Houston, Max Duggan at TCU, uh, even like DTR um, at UCLA. I mean, there's a right. bunch of guys that have played a bunch of college football. And, Brian, you, as you know, man, like back in the day, you used to be able to develop that position. You didn't have to force him on the field. I mean, you could carry a guy for a couple of years and, and really get him ready. Like, it's, not, it's not like that anymore. These guys are getting forced out on the field. It's not a developmental league, so they better come into the league with a lot of reps. And that's, to me, that's like flipping back to Anthony Richardson. I love the guy's physical talent. There's no way you can't if you ever like, get in front of this guy and watch him throw a football. Um, but 13 starts is a scary proposition. Like, when is he, he going to learn? When is he going to get those valuable yeah. – game reps and I, I think that you know the, the down in your just down in your state you know the tunes the duggins i mean those guys have, have played a ton uh ton of college football and, and i think that's when teams are going to start targeting those guys early day three jim when we talk about uh like brian had mentioned earlier guys that maybe the media has been a little bit slower on one of those guys i i think i've gotten a sense of in the last couple of weeks just when you talk to people around the league is another senior bowl participant has the media still been too slow to come around on Northwestern's Tommy Atabari? 
Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean, again, it's all like the group think thing, right? I mean, sure. we, yeah. we, we got now that we have all the data in, like, why aren't we reacting more to the data, especially like especially with the underclassmen? Like we had verified measurables on majority, this majority of the senior class coming into the year. But uh, like Tommy was a junior. I mean, at his time, he, he had another year at Northwestern. Um, you know, I, I had to call Pat Fitzgerald about him before we, we sent him the invite. I'm like, you know, what's he going to do? You know, like I, we never want to send an invite to a kid that, you know, we, we, you know, that might have another year and go back. That's what's made this whole, you know, COVID stuff de- delicate because we've sent senior bowl invites and I get calls from head coaches like, Hey Jim, we're trying to keep this guy in another year. Yeah. So, you know, again, we, we've got to revisit the junior class that we, we, a lot of us just like threw up there at the top of the draft. And now that they're, they're verified measurables and testing stuff is coming back pretty average. Um, those guys got, you got to push those guys down now that we have the information and a guy like at like he's got rare stuff. Like you don't just throw the word rare around, but like well, everyone's on collage. You can't see because every, you know, Aaron, Aaron Donald 2.0, you know, just the whole Pittsburgh defensive tackle thing. And yeah, he's a, he's a dynamic player on college tape, but you know, he ran what four six two at the combine. Atatamiwa was four four nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansi's arms are under thirty two inches. Atatamiwa's are thirty four. Um, you know, and again, the only tape that really matters. And I, I, I this sounds really self serving, and I, I don't mean to. I don't mean it to sound this way at all. <laughs> um, but the only tape that really matters is, is this game. Re- the, the three technique game reps at Northwestern, which there weren't many, and then all the Senior Bowl stuff because he does not project to be an NFL edge player. Um, you know, he's going to be a 290, 295 pound three technique. And that's what he did mobile all week. Um, and he was voted practice player of the week by the other team's offensive linemen. You know, these guys all vote on each other. Like that's the one thing I've changed up since I, I got to the senior bowl five years ago is that I have these guys vote on each other. The guys that lay hands on each other, you know, the DBs vote on the wideouts and the, the O-line votes on the D line. So, you know, you look at that one week, that one exposure with a guy that's barely ever played in there He's got length. He's got explosion. He's got rare speed, um, rare change of direction. I mean, it's just if, if, if you don't have him in the first round, how are there 31 better prospects than, than this kid? Because, again, NFL teams aren't looking about next year. Like in two or three years, what could this guy be? And it's kind of scary what, what this kid could be in two or three years. Jim Nagy is the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Again, he is one of the best follows this time of year on social media. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Nagy underscore SB. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me on and uh, enjoy the draft. Good to talk to you, Brian. Thank you, sir. You too. Thank you for everything. We are going to run through a mock draft simulation. We're going to see how much Brian Broaddus just pounds the table for Tanner McKee uh, at 26 what? here. The Stanford quarterback that Broaddus is We're just obsessed with you guys. Get out of there. We're trading back. <laughs> we'll do that next here on this live edition of the Love of the Star podcast on 105 Through the Fan. All right, before we go any further, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. You know, Brian and I have told you guys how much we enjoy the photos you guys have been sharing with us. You guys have been enjoying Boomer Jacks just as much as we have, I know, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they have great deals for you the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. That is the coldest beer in the Metroplex or anywhere else. But it's just a wonderful atmosphere for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for happy hour with the coworkers, Boomer Jacks is the spot. Looking for a, a nice family dinner, Boomer Jacks the spot as well. If you're just looking for somewhere to go watch the game with your buddies, 
You already know what I'm going to say. It's going to be Boomerjacks. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Final segment here on this live edition of the Love of the Star podcast, a draft special here on 105 Through the Fan. Can I say hello to our teammate out there? Yes. Aisha Morrison, who's listening. Hi, Aisha. Yeah, she tells me to stop trolling with Tanner McKee. Yeah, she she is like, I tell you what, Aisha has done a great, great job. Cannot wait to work with her. On DallasCowboys.com, we got the draft coverage. Simulcast here on 105 through the fans. Super, super happy to be with all our team, uh, all our teammates there. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. We're gonna be at all those Plucker locations. Yes, here at the station, know, we'll have uh, a bunch of a bunch of our teammates out at Pluckers. That first night, it'll be uh, Aisha Morrison, Kyle Yeomans, uh, myself, you, and Sean Sharif. Yeah, and then days two and three, just swap out Sean and put uh, Zach Wolchuk in there. So looking forward to that. And, and again, I also want to thank too. If you listen to Love of the Star podcast, we also want to thank Boomer Jacks for their sponsorships yes. as well. Boomer Jacks has been absolutely wonderful. They Another have. partner here at 105 Through the Fan. Uh, you need to go check them out. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Remember, guys, those are those, those are the wings. wing days. Get those are the wing deals. Tuesdays, half price bone and wings. Wednesdays, half price boneless wings. You need to get the hookup. All right, Brian, we're going to ro- use the draftnetwork.com. We're going to use their mock draft simulator. Okay, so I have to get my trade chart ready. Is that you, what you're You need saying? to get your trade chart ready and you need to get your, your grades ready because we got to see if somebody's just aggressively slow for you so we're gonna get this uh mock draft simulator started and i think right off the top we know you're gonna get a lot of quarterbacks yeah in the first few picks so here we go we're, we're gonna kick off the simulator here and the first pick brian it's bryce young not so the carolina panthers yeah, not surprising. No, i think that makes sense i think that's a darn good pick a little bit of a surprise at number two the texans take anthony richardson not C.J. Stroud. Not C.J. Stroud there. I, I tell you what, I think what's interesting about that... I think the Texans maybe uh, C.J. Stroud, Deshaun Watson have the same agent. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the Texans in the simulator, the simulator Sirline, Texans knew that. Zerline is... Uh, Lance Zerline, who does stuff down there in Houston from yes. our sister station, I think. Zerline keeps hinting that they may not take a quarterback might, at and all. And I think Mike Lombardi is on that, too. We had Mike Lombardi on uh, from, you know, from this and... Zerline was the first one last year who said Stingley was going to go to the Texans, and he yeah. is very plugged in with that team. Very plugged in with that Number team. three pick, it's Will Anderson, the edge rusher to the Arizona Cardinals. Number four, C.J. Stroud to the Colts. Number five, it's Miles Murphy ahead of Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter, the Clemson edge rusher. Tell you what, uh, goes a, to the Seahawks. He's that, a good player. That's interesting. He is a very good player. I think people have some questions, really, though, uh, you know, about him. You know, they were a little bit, maybe a little bit worried about Clemson guys and you know how they're going to play in the league and things. But <laughs> Cleveland Farrell scared yeah, everybody off. Yeah, exactly. That was one of those. You know, especially that high. I, you know, I I really really do love the kid from Tech though myself. Tyree Wilson is such so, a good player. I think he is really 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 good. Matter of fact, if you he's my seventh best player on my uh, my board right now, and Murphy is number fourteen on my board. So boy, we we get some some wild action after the first five picks. Number six, the Detroit Lions go ahead and gamble on Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle. Number seven, the pick, it's the Raiders getting Will Levis, keeping him away okay, from wait, Washington. If I could circle back, yep. that pick, that sixth pick for the, the Lions, yep. that's the Rams pick, right? Uh, no, it would it'd be, it, it's the it's the Lions. There. No, it's oh, the yeah, Lions, yeah, from, from the Rams. From yes. the Rams, yes. from the Rams, yes. yeah. 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 Jeez. Yeah. Mm. So, number eight, a guy I know you're not very high on, but the rest of the league seems to be, uh, it's the Falcons taking Lucas Van Ness. From uh, Iowa. Okay, I'm just going to admit this to you guys right now. Right here, right now. I have him as my 41st best player on my board. I have a shot to be really, 
really wrong about that. This could become my new guy that, hey, brought us. who were you wrong the most about in your scouting-type career? Lucas Van Ness could be that guy. I don't see it like everybody else does. And, you know, maybe I, sh- maybe I should be with everyone else on this, but I, 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 I can't be. Uh, another surprising pick here at number nine, the Chicago Bears select Clemson defensive lineman Brian Brzee. Mm. And that's somebody who Dane Brugler has a first round grade on him, has him as I believe his 22nd best player. But yeah. man, again, Tyree Wilson just hanging around until, and this would upset you, yeah. number 10 overall, the Eagles go and take Tyree Wilson. That'd be a hell of a pick for that them. That would be a hell of a pick right there. But I, I feel like, you know, with things with, with Howie and, and how, uh, you know, that he's been able to do things, that, you know, ma- manipulate the draft, get that extra first round pick. You know, here you go. You know, somebody like this falls into your lap and you have an opportunity to take a, a real advantage of that. We go through the next three picks. The Titans at 11 take Broderick Jones, tackle from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, the Texans bounce back with. Uh, I actually some... have I actually have Johnson from Ohio State ahead of Jones from Georgia on the, my board. The Texans get Paris Johnson okay. to protect Anthony Richardson with the 12th pick. This one hurts again. Jets, Peter Skaronsky. Oh, that's a guy. If, if, if I could have slid him just past 13, you start getting to 15, 16. That's where I think we start talking about Peter Skaronsky. So he's off the board. So let's do a quick reevaluation as we sit here at pick 14. Brian, players still left on the board. Christian Gonzalez. That's that's if that's the that's very exciting to me, by the way. Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter, all, all the corners, the corners are there. So, I mean, do you let, you let say, it ride for a few picks? I think I'm going to let it ride for two picks and see where I'm at. And if one of these guys is sitting there, I have a feeling. That well, have it'd a, have to be three picks because Washington's not going to trade with you at 16. You don't know that. Now, I don't think they want they, they need a corner themselves. Do you think they want to pass it up to let you come trade up and get it? I don't know, man. Let's Maybe, let's let's let it. We'll let it ride for two more picks. Here. Okay. Uh, we're going to see uh, at number 14. You have the Patriots selecting Quentin Johnston receiver from TCU. First receiver off the board. Number 15, it's the Packers selecting Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. So here we are. Every corner remains, Brian. A, an un, un, unexpected slide for Christian Gonzalez. This is uh, We're at 16. Christian Gonzalez still hasn't gone. This is similar to 16 and C.D. Lamb hasn't I gone. Think, I think let's, let's, see if the, let's see who the commanders take. Okay. Let's, let's see if the commanders. And then, and then we'll see about calling the Steelers yeah, at 17. Call the Steelers at 17. They take Anton Harrison. The offensive tackle. tackle. Mm. Washington does need to to bolster that offensive line. So are, is this where we're calling the Steelers? I think we're going to need to get on the phone with the Steelers okay. right now. Okay, well, but, but let's look behind. Let's look behind, though, the Steelers in, in the situation, though. Lions, probably not going to take a corner, right? Uh, they just traded Jeff Okuda. Yeah, but they but they had uh, offseason. They've signed two guys yes, is what yeah. they've done. And then they've, you got Tampa Bay at 19. Tampa Bay, no. Seattle, 20 mm-hmm. then at 21 you got the chargers baltimore i think if you let this ride one of those three gets to you i do too or, or at the very least they get closer like 22 or something let's like let that. it ride all right, all right. let's let's how see many it. more picks you want to let this ride for three picks and then reevaluate let's go pittsburgh detroit tampa let's see what happens okay pittsburgh takes christian gonzalez oh. cornerback oregon all right. all right on a lot of people's board he would be the number one guy so if pittsburgh was going to take him there's probably not a chance they were going to let you in on that slot. Probably right? not. Yeah. Uh, the Lions at 18 take potential number 26 overall target, Dalton Kincaid, tight 
tight end okay, from Utah. So you've lost both tight ends on this mission. You, you well, have you? Is, Wait, is, is, Mayor, is Luke Mayor, Musgrave? Oh, I see. Is what Luke you're doing. Musgrave maybe somebody you like a little bit more? I see. Kincaid goes then nineteen. It's Tampa Bay taking Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas. So we've lost three players there that I think we would have been I, interested in. I think there's a lot of people in Dallas Cowboy land that would be super happy. The fake pin throw is if Bijan Robinson goes to Tampa Bay. Let's, I think people seriously. I, I it, it is so split. I don't know with you know with your show. I, I mean, I listen to you guys every morning, five thirty to ten. I love listening to you guys talk about the draft. I, I just and I know on our show we have like Zach Wolchuk's dug in on you know Bijan Robinson and why you would take him. You know, uh, Zach would be thrilled with this scenario though because Jackson Smith and Jigba's still on the board. You got yeah, the, the that would make him Witherspoon feel like, and Porter are on yeah, the board. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna let Seattle make their pick here. We got Chargers, Ravens, Vikings. After that, are we gonna do we want to stop down after a couple of these all right, guys? All right, Seattle is a team. Seattle is a team that's always willing to deal with you. John Snyder is always willing to deal with you. Is there anybody we want to go up for right now, or do we just say, "Hey, the board looks all right right now. Let's let this ride." How bad do you want Smith and Jigba? I would not go up for Smith and Jigba. Okay, personally. would you go? You go up for one of these court? I I would. I, I, I might go up for Porter. I, I would think about going up for Porter too. Do you want to let it ride, let, or do you want to call him? Let's go for a ride. Okay, all right. We're gonna let it ride here. Seattle takes Kalijah Cansey at twenty. Uh, at twenty one, we're in good shape there. The Chargers take Darnell Washington. There is some growing buzz about Washington going in the first round. There you go. At twenty two. Derek Hall, edge rusher to the Ravens. We're sitting pretty. Somebody's getting to us that yeah, we like absolutely, a lot. Absolutely. So we're going to let this one ride, I think. You mm-hmm. got the Vikings at pick 24 or at 23. They take Devin Witherspoon, corner, okay. Illinois. So now we have one corner left. We Jackson have, Smith and Jigba. Brian Branch is on the board, if yeah, you like him. The safety from Alabama. The corner from Alabama, but yes. Oh, it's the safety from <laughs> Alabama. You can play. Nolan Smith is still on the board. Nolan Smith is absolutely on Jordan the board. Jordan Addison, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, Deontay Banks. A lot of options here for you. Will McDonald, who we know they like. Uh, so let's uh, let's let this ride a little bit more. Why don't we? Uh, yes. Next, we got Jacksonville picking at 24. Jacksonville no, who takes... Who did Minnesota take, by the way? Or Baltimore? Who did Baltimore take, by the way? I'm uh, sorry. Baltimore took Derek Hall. Okay, Hall, Hall at Baltimore there at, at uh, 22. Minnesota on the clock, 23 takes. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, okay. Illinois. Lost that one. Okay, you're right Jacksonville about Jacksonville at 24. We got this run on tight ends now. But it's not Musgrave. It's Sam Laporta. Whoa. Stunning first round pick. That's the Cole Strange pick from the Patriots last year. Or like Colton I think we're, Miller. Sitting, we're sitting great. We're, we're going to sit here. And so this is the Giants pick at 25. And the Giants okay. come through and they take John Michael Schmitz. Interior offensive lineman. So, Brian, as it stands now, which first round players do you still have graded left as the Cowboys pick now? I heard no. I I did not heard Porter was not taken. Joey by any- Porter. Joey Porter is there. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Brian Branch. Yeah. Uh, Cam Smith. Dewan Jones. Nolan Smith. Jordan Addison. Jameer Gibbs. Zay Flowers. Emmanuel Forbes. Deontay Banks. And guys, I will slow this down and and tell you who the, all these people are if, once we uh, figure out which one of these we want to talk about. On my board, if you if you made me, I would Porter is number nine. Addison, USC is number fifteen. Smith and Jigba is 17. So that's 
Jackson Smith and Jigba receiver from Ohio State, yeah. Jordan Addison receiver from USC, and Joey Porter Jr., the corner from Penn State. I don't even think this is a question. I'm saying, why are we not running the Joey Porter Jr. I, card I think, up there? I think you got to take the corner there. Absolutely. So there we go. We end out taking Joey Porter Jr. is your newest Dallas Cowboy at pick 26. Did not expect him to get down to that spot brian yeah. and then the rest of the draft as it uh played out and unless you were curious here yeah. uh we had right behind you osiris torrance goes to the buffalo bills cam go. smith the corner from south carolina to the bengals will mcdonald the edge rusher from iowa state who we've talked about today goes jim to nagy said they were gonna be in the first round keely ringo the corner from georgia traitsy guy goes to philadelphia and then you close out the first round with dewan jones the offensive tackle to the kansas city chiefs we feel good about that, though, I think. We stood oh, pat gosh. and we took Joey Porter Jr. You're sitting at 26. I know on my board he's the ninth best player. Noth- he, nothing to be upset nothing, about there not at, at all. all. Not at all. Thank you guys so much for hanging with us today on this live edition of the Love the Star podcast. Thank you to uh, Tim Collins for affording us the space here uh, to talk today to you guys yeah. and, and hang out. Thank you to Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl, Dane Brugler from The Athletic for joining us. Uh, thank you to you guys for listening. Ruben Portillo for running the show today. Uh, Carter Freeman for running the video. Thank you guys so much. So much 